Hi, I'm Dr. Melva, your board-certified radiation oncologist and serial entrepreneur and investor. Welcome to the 1% Code podcast. I help top income earners create multiple streams of income to support the career they love or the one they want to love again. Learn more on the 1% Code podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the 1% Code podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Melva board-certified radiation oncologist, serial entrepreneur, real estate investor, and I help physician entrepreneurs that are struggling to create additional income streams navigate entrepreneurship to scale their income. Today, we are celebrating one year of podcasting of the 1% Code. Now, today's title It may be a little weird, but I'm going to bring it all back together. Just trust me on this one. It is called, Are You Afraid of Chickens? Okay, work with me on this one, but are you afraid of chickens? Now, let me tell you why. So actually, it started last night, but this morning I was texting with my dear friend on the chicken farm who is helping my daughter. She's my boss's daughter. And she said, she's talking to me, mom. She said, are you afraid of chickens? And I was like, well, I was thinking to myself, well, I don't know. Am I afraid of chickens? I was like, well, I don't know, maybe I am. (laughs) So let me back up and tell you the context. So in this one year of podcasting, so first of all, let me just express so much gratitude to those of you who have listened, who have left a review, who have shared the podcast, who've gotten value from the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. When this first started a year ago, I wasn't really sure I was going to work. You know, could I post? I committed to one episode a week. I do believe we've been consistent. Yay, yay, yay. Thank you for everyone who's given that, you know, given that support. And I'm so excited about that. Now, has everyone been recorded every week? No, but that's the whole point, right? We talk about batching and repurposing. One of those weeks I had COVID, I couldn't even talk. But anyway, that's great. So we got through this. This is the last week I'm recording this, June 28th. So it's coming out this week. So go back to last night and my daughter, I think I've talked about it. She... This is my middle daughter. So she's 11. She'll be 12 in October. She decided after school, actually my older daughter, who was 13, almost 14 at the time of this recording, they were hatching chickens in science and at the middle school. So we ended up having these fertilized eggs and did the first round of you know incubation in our house. And so we had chicks and we talked about chicken coops, keeping chickens. My husband's like, Melba, you've lost your mind. So we ended up finding nice lady in a chicken farm, learned all about these chickens. And she said, okay, your daughter can be, she calls herself an incubatorista, right? So she did the first round. We got six fertilized eggs, had a little chicken. She gave us another chicken for a friend. I was thinking, okay, the husband is just going to be like, you've lost it. You had a chicken. We said, you can't keep chickens. You came back you know, from the store and you had not only one chicken, but now you have two, right? So that was the first experience. So after that, we went to the farm, she came back and we got 18 eggs in the incubator. So this time over the past weekend, had some chickens hatching. I think she got up to six over the weekend. So there was one that was struggling. So last night, my daughter saves a chicken. I'm like, oh my goodness. And so I'm videotaping it. I have to put this up. So if you go to drmelva.com, I'll put up a link or something video at some point. Don't, don't check this week because life is not that together. Okay. Maybe in a couple months after this goes live, if you're listening to it later, it'll be there. So my daughter saves a chicken. So she talked to her over a FaceTime call. It was, it was beautiful, right? And I thought about the question of, are you afraid of chickens? And what does this mean? So fast forward to my daughter did this miraculous. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she's so brave and courage and all these meetings, right? You know, 
take every moment for reflection, right? I'm going to get to how this is going to help you because this podcast, if you've been listening to it, okay, it's about multiple streams of income and living your best life and business tips, right? This is all going to connect here. Just, just work with me, right? And so I'm thinking about this last night and my daughter, and I'm so proud of her. And then fast forward to this morning, right? So I'm working from home today and here I am. And the, the lady asked me, are you afraid of chickens? And the reason she's asking me, Dr. Mo, if I'm afraid of chickens is that there's one that's gotten stuck. And my daughter's at basketball camp. And I'm like, come on, what do you mean? I watched my daughter do this last night. She's going to be the vet and she's saving the chickens. And this is what she's doing. Let's talk about when leaders have to go from the back to the front, right? And I was reading this article. It was a great article a physician shared in a group about quiet leaders, how much they're needed right now in 2020 and introverts and extroverts and how in the past, many people met the molds of an extrovert as far as leadership and introverts. I know I'm jumping here, but I want you to follow me. I do this often, uh, but there's a reason here. And I thought about this question of, are you afraid of chickens brought me to this realization that for so long, I was comfortable in this outgoing extroverted leadership style. And over maybe the last five to 10, maybe five to seven years, my leadership style has really moved to this of an introvert. And so what I challenge you to do is look at one, your leadership style. And then two, as you ask yourself, are you afraid of chickens, right? I want you to think about this concept of courage and leading from a different place. So in this moment where I'm sitting in front of this incubator and, and I'm texting this, this lady on the farm, the reason she asked me this is that my daughter was at camp. There was another egg that it started to hatch. And because the humidity changed by over eight degrees. So apparently when the incubator was open, those of you who are on the farm or you've hatched chickens from an incubator, you have a brody, broody. I don't know. I'm learning this. I'm learning the lingo. Okay. Not my specialty. I'm a city girl. I do work in rural areas. So I've, I've picked up a couple of things. As she's saying this, my daughter's not here. Neither one of my kids are here. Husband's outside. He wasn't, you know, excited at all to come inside. She was basically saying, hey, look, the chick's not going to make it until the afternoon when your child gets back. So are you afraid of chickens or what? I'm going to need you to get in there and help this chick out. Like I need you to deliver this chicken. And I'm going, you know, it was a time of self-reflection. Am I afraid of this chicken? Was I supporting my child? You know, do I have the courage? You know, do I have a bunch of excuses or am I going to get, just get in there and do what needs to be done? Right. Am I going to worry about having gloves on? Is it sanitized or am I going to get the warm towel, water, make sure the humidity is right. And just do what I watch my younger child do. And it was interesting because this got into another conversation. This is over text, right. As I'm sitting on the floor and she had another lady that goes to our farm who was practicing with other, I guess, like roosters or smaller chickens, because the lady had a history of being attacked by a type of animal when she was younger. And we got into this conversation about fears. Okay. See, now I'm bringing it in and I really hope you're with me. If not, I apologize, but you know, that's okay because podcasts you can listen to again. And this is part of the message that I hope you've gotten as part of the 1% code is that some things you don't need to get the first pass through. Some messages are meant for when you're in a different phase of your life or a different phase of your journey. And when I give talks at medical schools, I remember I gave one back in 2017. I think I was talking to a group of second year medical students and I was talking about the book, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And I asked the students at that point, 
you know, are you familiar with the concept of gratitude and being in a state of gratitude? And many of them had no idea what I was talking about. Now, this is back, you know, five, six years ago. Now, I think it's garnered a lot more attention. So I hope those of you listening to this are familiar with the concept of being in a state of gratitude, what it means, how to start your day, how to end your day, how to appreciate these moments, because this is where we live. And as I was sitting in this moment of gratitude about the opportunity to help an animal survive, and it was no guarantee, right? If a, any living animal organism is, is surviving or has opportunity to survive, it's an interesting time and controversial time, I guess, this timing of this. But to do that in a time when fear can get in the way of something that we're capable and able to do, but we stop ourselves for reasons that are unbeknownst to us, you know, it was, it was something that I just had to pause. And so going back to things that you may not understand the first time you hear them, this is the reason why you don't not listen to things that are beyond you. You push yourselves and you put yourself around like-minded people and or situations where you're putting yourself near people that are ahead of you, people that have already accomplished the goals that you hope to accomplish, right? Because they've figured out some things that you don't even know you need to figure out yet. Right. And so this is why you always want to have the next goal or those, what they call the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goals, the ones that just seem completely unachievable to you right now, because your brain has to have something to shoot for. And honestly, that's what happened to me right out of residency. I felt like I'd met every single goal I'd ever thought to achieve. And that's not to brag. That's to say it was a weak area in my life because my brain didn't know what to do next. So it was this drop. It was like, okay, wait, I checked all these boxes. What's next? What do I do? My brain wasn't wired. I didn't know what questions to ask next. My big dreams had been met. I didn't know how to dream again. So then when I started dreaming again, it wasn't necessarily the right steps and I didn't have the right role models. So as I was putting those right role models together for that next phase, a lot of it in entrepreneurship, a lot of it in leadership in things as far as like business or, you know, medicine kind of going into the artificial intelligence realm or, you know, some of these entrepreneurship or multiple streams of income and marketing and sales and things that I've, you know, had a lot of experience in the last 10 to 12 years on that I talk about a lot here. The blueprint wasn't laid down because the vision didn't start early enough. So What I want to talk about today, what I ask you, are you afraid of chickens is courage, right? Do you have the courage to stand in those gaps when your children aren't around, right? To do the things that young kids do, or if you don't have children, if you're the family, you know, friends or your nieces or nephews or the people in your life that still have energy, still have hope, still have inspiration that aren't yet burnout, that aren't yet sarcastic or cynical. When those people in your life aren't around to go without pause, to not stop because they know too much, when the fearless aren't around, I want to ask you to think about the little person inside that used to be courageous. And I want you to have the courage to take the time to think about what it is you want. And this just keeps coming up. I think it has been a theme of almost every single podcast episode that I've done this year. And you may look at the titles and you may listen and you're like, well, Dr. Nova, I don't really think that's what you were talking about in this last year of podcast episodes. 
And yeah, maybe, maybe that's true, but I want you to listen to them again if you have the time because this entire podcast episode that I've done and I look back at the year and how much has changed. And if you've seen any of my social media, I've shared on the outside, I may look completely different. I'm down over 60 pounds. I've changed my hair color. Some of the pictures it's black. Now it's kind of like this red honey gold, but on the inside I've changed too. There's more clarity. The energy is different. And a lot of that is showing up authentically. Burnout is real as physicians, but you can be at a point of burnout, but understand how to work and balance with that. So for me, I go to work and serve in this rural community, but with limits. Using boundaries is what you absolutely have to do when you're burnout as a physician. So yes, there are certain daytime hours that are dedicated to physician-patient interactions. Outside of that, there are no patient-physician interactions. That's clear. Boundaries are set, right? The purpose is clear. When I am in a rural setting as a physician, I am there to serve the patient. My concerns are not administrative. I understand that. I make that clear with other people and other people understand that for me. So this is like a shift. And and again, I want to ask my physicians and other high income earners to have the courage to be authentically who you are. And the next thing that I want to challenge you for, and we can say chickens, are you afraid of chickens? But you can interchange that with, are you afraid of change? Are you afraid of things that other people may be doing that you don't like? Are you afraid to speak up for how you really feel? Because silence is just as loud as those loud drums that maybe your neighbor's playing in the garage next door to you. So belief is the next thing that really is the difference. And I see that and I'm seeing it more and more, especially as summer is coming around in my children. So I've spent a lot of time with my daughter. She's an excellent softball player, but Everybody would know it because they don't see what I see, right? And any parents on the line or not on the line because this is a podcast. So any parents that are listening, I'm in your ear. Kind of funny when you're recording these, right? But any parent that's listening, that feeling when you believe in your child and they don't believe in themselves yet, it's the hardest thing because you can't do it for them, right? And that's the same thing that I see in a lot of the physicians that I coach. And another thing that's shifted since I started this podcast I went from offering group type mastermind was kind of a thought. And then I shifted into one-on-one. I never really wanted to do one-on-one because of capacity and time frame. And they say, oh, do group. But I realized there was a need. There was a need for many physicians that I work with and other executives. There are other high income earners where it just makes sense for me to offer services given my business and strategy background. We needed that one-on-one. So really at a higher level coaching strategy executive offering these sessions, it was the confidence and the courage and that, that belief, the belief in yourself. And you can't do that. You can't do that for you. You have to do that for yourself. So seeing that in my 11 year old and my, my older child, and even my son, that is a really hard one. So I want you to have the courage to look at your beliefs, look at the belief in yourself, look at your belief systems and really ask yourself, Are you staying true to that? Have you moved away from your beliefs in exchange for something else that's convenient right now? 
And I want to challenge you with that because when the lady asked me if I was afraid of chickens, I laughed because it made me uncomfortable. And I was thinking, here I am. It's me in this egg in this incubator. I have the time. I just watched an 11 year old do this carefully. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, I have helped deliver not only humans, but you know, we've saved puppies. We've done so much. Why would I be afraid of chickens? And I know that that's what many of you are thinking, maybe parallel, maybe not chickens in other situations in your life where you have the tools, you have the skills, you put in the practice, you put in the work, but when it shows up in your life and it's time to deliver, you're afraid of the chicken. So that was a lot. And it probably sounds really crazy. So if you've never listened to the 1% Code podcast, and this is your first time listening, you just happen to find this and you're like, who is Dr. Melba? You're probably just like, wow, what was that? <laughs> and that happens a lot. And it's, it's actually kind of funny because when I meet people or they follow up or I get a message or an email and they say something about something I said or a quote or something they read, I really, really have to ask like, well, which Dr. Melba did you meet? Like, when was that? Can you give me some context? Because context, I'm like, I really, who knows what I said or what I was doing at the time. It's just kind of funny. And whenever my family hears that, they just laugh. And like a text from my mom today, she's like, Melba, you're crazy. (laughs) I'm like, thanks mom. So anyway, just be yourself. And I want you to see what you're afraid of. But anyway, going back to chickens, I want to know how many of you actually have chickens or, you know, eggs, or how many of you have, have exposed your children to you know, getting fertilized eggs, doing the incubator, watching the process. So just for clarification, we don't have chickens in our house. I don't think we're going to have a chicken coop, but we do do the incubator process, have the chickens for a week, week and a half, go to the farm. The nice lady at the farm keeps the chicken eggs and then we switch out, get a new batch. That's what we've been comfortable with. But I think it's great learning outside the classroom. I've actually had a really good conversation with all my patients One of my patients had great technology, super scientific guy. He showed me his chicken coop outside, had like a solar panel there and automated place for cleaning. And I was like, okay, you have just completely outdone me. I said, look, when we, when I get like my nonprofit together, we're going to have learning in this rural area. And if I go non-clinical soon, we need to be part of a, you know, a learning opportunity. He was like, I'm all for it. I was like, I love it. This is what we need out here to, you know, start the pipeline learning, get more science and, you know, girls in science and STEM. And he was like, yes, I'm all for it. I was like, I love it. Like, this is what's exciting for me. This is how we take physician and science and education out to the street. So anyway, this is my message. Again, thank you so much for listening to the 1% Code podcast. If you're a busy physician, I want you to listen at the end. We're going to talk about what I have for you. I would love to hear what you think about the 1% Code podcast and this episode. And if you have a chicken, I would love to see your pictures, message those to me. More information will be at the bottom. Go out there, be courageous, show up as your authentic self, look at your belief systems. And if you can save a chicken, save a chicken. Love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Until the next episode, bye. Thanks for listening. And for any of my fellow physicians listening today, I have a free gift for you. Nine business ideas for busy physicians. To get your hands on it, just go to melvasfreeoffer.com. Again, that's melvasfreeoffer.com. M-E-L-V-A-S-F-R-E-E-O-F-F-E-R.com. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the 1% Code Podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, leave a rating, and I would love your five-star review.